0: 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart.
1: And good morning, everybody. Welcome again. Penny for your thoughts here at the end of May of 2018. I'm Brian Barnhart with you today until 11 o'clock. Glad you're with us. You can give us a phone call. You can text us. You can email us. We'll have a predominantly open line, open mic time today. I'm going to sprinkle a few things in here and there along the way and make a a great recipe for you today all the way up until 11 o'clock. So we'll uh, talk about a variety of things. Among the uh, topics of the day today, there could be a budget deal in Springfield. How about that? Haven't had that kind of harmony for a couple of years. I saw Tom Kasich a little uh, earlier this morning, a few minutes ago, and he said, yep, Uh, they got it done. I think only two votes against it in the state Senate. He said it's an election year. (laughs) <laughs> they want to get everything done and get back on the campaign trail. So, but it's good that they're working together. I, I say that a little bit tongue in cheek, but um, I know Chapin Rose uh, had some comments on our newscast earlier this morning about that said, hey, it's uh, talking about what Bill Black had to say years ago about uh, the process works if you let it. And uh sounds like they're being able to work things out over there in Springfield. So anyway, that is good to uh, hear on a serious note. Uh, lots of upgrades on the U of I campus here in the uh, summertime. Uh, the Hiltons on Neal Street are sold. They're in good shape, but they're uh, being sold. They've made a pretty good uh, profit there, it appears. or are doing well anyway. Strange day in federal court in Urbana yesterday. Mary Schenk, uh covering that in the News Gazette today. Transformation of Spaulding Park. There's a big project uh, getting underway. They have a groundbreaking today. A combination of the Champaign Park District and the Unit 4 School District, affecting uh, Champaign Central in some ways, so we'll talk about that. Hessel Park, 100 years old this weekend. Congratulations, Parkland College, the Cobra's baseball team to play for the Division II Junior College World Series title in Enid, Oklahoma. I've actually done basketball games in Enid, Oklahoma, so We'll uh, talk about that a little bit. The NBA Finals start tonight. Yep, fourth straight year, Golden State and Cleveland. And uh, today, the anniversary of a well-known TV show. Congratulations as well to uh, Brent Spillane, the uh, Collegiate uh, America Baseball uh, Player of the Year. We'll uh, give you some numbers on uh, the kind of year he had right here at the University of Illinois. So we'll get it all started. With your phone calls, 3569397. You can email us, talk at wdws.com. And you can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 3515357. We'll get it all started after this opening timeout. Any for your thoughts here on this Thursday, last day of May? So, May 1st is, what is it, May Day? What is this on May 31? It's the end of the month, right? It's hot. It's hot. <laughs> Mary Shank is with us here from the News Gazette, of course, and uh, court reporter, among other things. But, um, well, you had an interesting day yesterday, huh? Indeed. Fed- federal court.
2: I have often been heard to say I have the best continuing education any reporter could possibly have. <laughs> yesterday was one of those days. Yeah. Um,
1: this is a case about Stephen Camano in yeah. federal court.
2: yes. Uh, he was charged in a criminal complaint with distribution of a controlled substance and attempt to distribute a controlled substance, which is a really clinical way of saying this guy had a boatload of Xanax that he was producing in the nice little West Champagne subdivision in a in a lovely home, um, and then putting in the mail um, for years. Um, the mm. I'm also fond of saying that the federal authorities usually have their case wrapped up and tied with a bow before they even bring the charges. I realize that we're in a country where the presumption of innocence still stands, <laughs> yeah. but I'm looking at my story today is based on an 11-page affidavit, um, which is called a probable cause affidavit, that the um, drug enforcement administration agent assigned to the case prepared as a synopsis for the judge and the judge looks that over and says yeah it sounds like you have enough and I'm telling you it was jammed packed with information and the agent made it clear that this was only a bit of what he had collected in his months of investigation
1: mm. and all of this going on out of a home and. In- West Champagne.
2: Yes, the Glenshire subdivision. It's on the north side of Kirby Avenue, almost out to Rising or Duncan. I always get them mixed oh, wow. up. Yeah, it's just mm. um, one of the things that is amazing to me is the boldness of alleged criminals to do this business through the mail mm. or um, private shipping companies, UPS, mm. FedEx. I mean, I've written multiple stories over the years and just last week, uh, wrote a story with a police colleague of mine and about them seizing several, uh, many, many pounds of cannabis um, from US Postal Service. And during our conversation, it was, I I made the naive little Midwestern girl comment, this is so bold, I can't believe somebody would do it. And he and I were just chatting informally and he said, but it's so easy. I mean, hmm. I believe that a lot more of these drugs are getting through the mails than are getting caught, despite hmm. detection efforts that the authorities hmm. have.
1: So he was engaged in the production of counterfeit Xanax. Right. So, so what is Xanax for people to um, know?
2: Xanax is an anti-anxiety drug, hmm. and it's very popular among young people. It's I think you could classify it in the whole club drug culture, um, pop this, feel, you know, euphoric for a while, takes the edge off. Um, The downside is, is once you get addicted, you know, you stop feeling the good stuff and you start doing really weird stuff like twitching. and Mm. um, This is just from my my vast research on Wikipedia yesterday, but um, basically these drugs work on uh, your pleasure centers for the short term but then basically fry your ability to feel good after mm. that yeah. they're they're very dangerous these pills were all stamped Xanax but clearly were not from the manufacturer uh-huh. Pfizer So,
1: so how would they catch them? they just monitored for um, a while or
2: I'm trying to re- let me get back to yeah. my uh w- <laughs> w- warrant um, uh, yeah, or, or the complaints. I know you had a
1: mail collection box Yes. Yeah, um, and some manila envelopes, it looks like. And right, some different things.
2: Um, and part of it was a postal carrier who said, man, I've been picking up, you know, 50 to 100 envelopes from these four boxes along my route every day for a year, and it's slowing me down. And he, he, he or she, I'm not sure what gender, took a picture of this label, gives it to his superiors, and actually filed a complaint with his superiors saying this amount of... Shipping is uh, weighing me down, and they get back to the the shipping company, and they find the account number um, of the comp- of the person who is shipping all these envelopes. Turns out they're all coming from the same source, hmm. and that's how the investigation started. I believe. Yeah,
1: um, we're with Mary Schenck. She's covering the uh, case. Twenty two year old Champagne man accused of operating a robust illegal drug manufacturing. Operation out of his West Champaign home in the custody of federal marshals. The U.S. magistrate Judge, Eric Long, ordered that uh, Stephen Camano be examined by a psychologist. Now, he is a U of I grad student, right?
2: Uh, all I can tell you is that the U of I confirmed for me yesterday that he was a grad student in the mm-hmm. fall of 2016. I do not know now. They're not allowed to say he left or now. under what circumstances. Yeah. He had been the recipient of a federal grant from the Department of Education That are given to the best and the brightest to continue, the to pursue the highest level of education they can get in fields where there's been a demonstrated national need, and his was in math, Mm -hmm. so um, he was here. And um, his LinkedIn page said he used to go to UC Berkeley as well. So this uh, this federal investigation has spanned several states because there were also mailings um, from california from urbana mm. um there were people who were getting drugs as uh, they set up like fake return addresses mm. and people who were at those addresses would get these undeliverable packages back and say i never sent this you know they'd open it and here are boxes of xanax in there mm. so they hand them over to the authorities uh there were some in cleveland some in Champaign. i'm trying to think if there was one other place but Hmm. you know so the the authorities all kind of pool their resources and and it it all links back to this one shipping company account it was called easy post again i'm naive hmm. i don't ship that many packages i didn't even know there was uh, a company like this and it it shops around and gets the best rate from either the postal service or fedex or dhl or ups hmm. for the senders
1: hmm. so you can read this in the uh, news gazette uh, today uh, by mary shank now, his court appearance yesterday was a little strange. Oh, oh, right? it
2: was it was bizarre. Have you seen it like was that bizarre before? i I have seen a lot in my time. I've seen uh, defendants' families get angry, jump over the bar and pummel people. i've seen uh, I've seen outbursts. This one was very weird. They wheeled him into the courtroom. they being the federal marshals who do security, wheeled him in about five minutes before the hearing was to start and he was his hands were shackled but it was kind of like a transport chair and his head was just snapped all the way but not snap but laying all the way back hmm. and he was just making these kind of guttural sounds and and then he'd say something that would be unintelligible and then he was speaking in a foreign language that i'm guessing was chinese but i'm not sure hmm. and then he i'd hear a few words in english um and this went on for about five to seven minutes and one of the federal marshals said, Stefan, put your head up
3: yeah.
2: and and he did and when the judge took the bench he um he quit all that stuff he was doing, but he kept his head down, and there was no communication whatsoever between him and the public defender who had been asked to represent him yesterday. Mm-hmm. So they haven't even gotten to the point to find out if this guy has the resources to hire his own attorney because they can't question him. Normally at a detention hearing, the judge goes through a series of questions, not the least of which that says, are you under the influence of anything? Mm-hmm. Have you taken any drugs? You know, just... To mm-hmm. determine, can you understand what's happening right here and now? Yeah. Um, so they didn't get to that point, and the whole hearing lasted 10 minutes. But I, it was just fascinating to mm-hmm. me to sit there and watch.
1: Yeah. Well, you know all the, you know the judges very well, and you, you know Judge Long. Could I don't you, know could, Judge Long real well, <clears throat> but okay. I have been in his courtroom yeah. several could times. Could you so. read his body language? Could you see um, what was going through his mind? I guess or uh, thinking about.
2: Not exactly, but he was exceptionally patient and professional, and just mm. approached it as if. This, uh, as if Mr. Kamano was indeed understanding what he was saying. And then he directed his comments to the lawyers who had said, you know, the public defender, Peter Henderson, said, I think, you know, we obviously need a psych evaluation and a continuance. And uh, Katie Boyle for the government was in agreement, and we were in and out of there in 10 minutes. Mm. But the judge was, uh, you know, if, if he was uh, as wide-eyed as I was, he wasn't showing it. Yeah. He was very... Calm and professional on yeah. the bench.
1: All right. Well, you were there to cover it. Interesting. Exclusively. So I'm uh, telling
2: you, uh, it's uh, sometimes <laughs> going to court and watching is uh, entertaining and fascinating. And it's I, I would urge the public to see how your tax dollars are being <laughs> spent every now and then.
1: All right. You can read about it online. You can read it in the News Gazette today. Thank you, Mary.
2: Thank you. All right, Mary Shank,
1: News Gazette Media. Back after this on Penny for Your Thoughts. Back on, Penny, for your thoughts. Thanks to Mary Shank. You can read about that in the News Gazette. Kind of a strange story yesterday in the federal court in Urbana. Uh, we've got open line time here for the next 20, 25 minutes, and then we'll uh, talk a little bit about the uh, Spalding Park transformation in Champaign. 356-9397 is how you can join us on the phone lines today. Open mic, open forum. The mics are out there. You can approach and uh, give your thoughts, a penny for your thoughts today. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling Text Line, 3515357. And you can email us at talk at WDWS dot com. Uh, looks like a budget deal over in Springfield is imminent. The Illinois General Assembly entering entering its final day of the spring session, halfway descending, the governor. What both Democrats and Republicans say is a balanced budget. Vote was fifty-six to two. On a $38.5 billion spending plan last night, it's for the budget year that begins July 1. The uh, action moving the plan to the House, negotiators there have been in on Senate discussion, so it's likely to get a thumbs up there. A Senate debate was immersed in collegiality and uh, compliments. They replaced the rancor of the past three years. So uh, good for them. Get a budget done. Uh, sounds like uh, they worked together very well this time. No uh, No holdouts. And what do we go, like 700 days or whatever it was without a budget there for a couple of years? Also, uh, three Hilton hotels along Neal Street in Champaign under new management, but the employees there will be retained. New York-based MCR Development purchasing the Home 2 Suites by Hilton, Hilton Garden Inn, and the Homewood Suites by Hilton for $35 million. The previous owner, Steve Horv, of Forsyth-based Horv Hospitality Management says he plans to use the sales proceeds to fund other developments. And some of the uh, improvements on the uh, campus, University of Illinois, now that summer construction is getting underway. Some of the uh, things you'll see if you uh, go around campus this summer, a $55 million renovation of Everett Lab, installation of solar panels on the roof of the Electrical and Computer Engineering Building, a $77.5 million renovation of Illinois Street residence halls, highlighted by expansion of the dining hall, A new uh, Bruce D. Nesbitt African-American Cultural Center on South Matthews. The uh, pool at Freer Hall has been demolished to make way for research, teaching, and office space. And the crew's hoping to uh, start construction by midsummer on the Siebel Center for Design. That's just south of Huff Hall. They had the groundbreaking back in April for that. And, of course, the uh, Student Performance Center for Football, also part of that list as well. Three five six nine three nine seven. If you have any leftover comments from yesterday, feel free to pass those along. Obviously, Roseanne was the big story yesterday. She's still making a little news uh, today. Most of it has to do with uh, the people that worked on the show and the contracts of some of the top level stars, the uh, unprecedented sudden cancellation of one of TV's top comedies, leaving a wave of unemployment and uncertainty. Roseanne Barr's uh, tweet and the swift axing of her show put hundreds of people out of work, some wondering whether they'd be paid and most knowing they wouldn't be. The uh, show's top-level stars have contracts that might give them significant severance pay, but most of the lower-level crew members do not. A law professor says Barr's contract could be terminated because of a so-called morals clause that prevents certain kinds of misbehavior from stars. Other contracts could be canceled because Barr's tweet is deemed an act of God beyond the control of the network. (laughs) And I saw that uh, Ambien was pretty quick after uh, Roseanne Barr made a tweet about she was up at 2 a.m. with the tweet and uh, taking sleeping medication Ambien. The uh, drug makers uh, responded, tweeting themselves that while all pharmaceutical treatments have side effects, they said racism is not a known side of any uh, medication. So that's some of the uh, leftover items from Roseanne's story yesterday. 356-9397. Lines are open at the moment. We also have a text line available to you, 217-351-5357, the uh, way you can reach us here today. By the way, congratulations to uh, Bren Spillane, University of Illinois baseball team. He is the uh, junior, of course, named the Big Ten Player of the Year recently. Named the collegiate baseball newspaper National Player of the Year. Dave Lone mentioned this in sports earlier this morning, but Spillane, the 2018 Big Ten Player of the Year, national leader in slugging percentage at uh, .903. Uh, Home runs per game, weighted on base average. He's the first Illini baseball player to earn a National Honor of the Year award. And the first Big Ten player to earn Collegiate Baseball's National Player of the Year in its 35-year history. And some of the previous winners you might uh, recognize. Chris Bryant from uh, San Diego in 2013, of course, now with the Cubs. Trevor Bauer. Chris Sale, who was with the White Sox, now with the Red Sox. Buster Posey played uh, college ball at Florida State, of course, now with the Giants. Won a few uh, rings. And David Price out of Vanderbilt in 2007, some of the recent winners of this award. So it's very, very prestigious. And Spillane, the 15th student athlete in Illinois athletics history to earn a National Player of the Year award. He joins a list of 10 Illinois Athletic Hall of Famers, including Chuck Carney, Red Grange, Andy Phillip, Dick Butkus, Jim Grabowski, Mary Eggers, Renee Hyken-Sloan, Tanya Williams, Perdita Felician, and Dee Brown. So uh, congratulations, Bren Spillane. I think the Golden Spikes Award is later. That's in June. This is a different award. But still, congratulations to uh, Bren Spillane. Nine Let's go to the phones. Don, good morning. How are you?
4: Yeah, always minute, man. Uh, What's up? uh, Are you allowed to say cock holster on the air?
1: Do what now?
5: Are you allowed to say cock holster on the air?
1: I don't think so.
4: <laughs> I just remember a lot of times, you know, Stephen Colbert got to host the Grammys after that, I believe. Yeah. You know, and there, there's been many times liberals have called this president names you weren't allowed to say on the air. And, you know, the, it, what it comes down to is, you know, Bill Maher and all of them can say whatever they want, as long as you're liberal. So a conservative been for the conservative says They've been waiting for this. They've been waiting for this. For Roseanne, since it started, I knew it was coming. I'm surprised it took this long. They they're just they're just in glee. They, the, the only thing better would be if they could do this to Donald Trump, and that is the plan. Unfortunately, if you're a conservative, even a, a conservative female in this country, you can't say what liberals can, and that's a fact.
1: All right. Hey, thanks, Don. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, Bill says Ambien better check its own label. All kinds of weird mental issues listed as possible side effects not defending her though that's from bill all right uh 3569397 is how you can join us on the phone lines today text us on the castle heating and cooling text line 3515357 we'll have open line pretty much we'll weave in and out of it here today so uh, you can text at any point we'll get to your texts we'll get to your emails and we'll get to your phone calls but now we get to get to the news here with Michael Kaiser News headlines, thanks to Mary Shank for coming in early in her case in federal court that she covered yesterday exclusively for News-Gazette Media. And Back with uh, more after the news with Michael Kaiser. Back on Penny for your thoughts, News Talk fourteen hundred nine thirty five. 935. Summertime has arrived, at least uh, unofficially, and of course the temperatures kind of tell us that, 76 degrees currently. Uh, hope uh, you'll take some time to head over to the uh, Beef House. Our friends over there, Bob and Bonnie Wright. They do have a great menu. They've got a uh, lunch buffet. If you'd like to check that out, you can certainly do that. They also have a full menu. Of course, they were established in 1964. It's right there on the wall when you walk in. tells you when. They've also got lots of great memorabilia in there. I know Bruce Weber signed some items. Uh, I think Gene Cady's got some in there. Uh, frequent stopping off point for those of us who travel to Purdue and Indiana for games and so forth. Our Big Ten tournaments. But uh, if you uh, maybe you don't want a big meal. Maybe you would want something lighter or a smaller entree. You can get a Beef House hamburger or cheeseburger. Filet or cod sandwich. Maybe a breaded or grilled pork tenderloin sandwich or a Philly cheesesteak sandwich. Of course, they have the usual uh, steaks, which are great. I like the New York Strip. Know about the famous Beef House rolls. They've got great desserts there. Ice cream and sherbet, Sundays and cheesecake. Pecan pie. I think at the buffet they have that. Uh, get something to drink, get coffee, hot tea, iced tea, milk. It's all on there. You can read the menu yourself, but there's some of the things I've seen on it. No matter what you're hungry or thirsty for, the Beef House has it available for you. Trust you'll get over there at some point uh, during this summer. Pay to a visit to one of the great restaurants in this part of the country. And uh, it's one of my favorites. It is my favorite uh, to stop in and, and visit uh, with Bob and Bonnie. Always got, uh, always likes to talk line eye and Purdue. Every time we go over there. So we appreciate him and his support of our program here at Penny for your thoughts. The Beef House in Covington, Indiana, just off I-74. And certain days uh, you can smell it on the interstate. The uh, steaks are cooking. Three five six nine three nine seven Says here from Rick, due to the uh, Trump administration's new tariff policies, American agriculture will get hammered. Uh, sad higher food prices for everyone that email in from rick you can always email us talk at wdws.com text us castle heating and cooling text line 3515357 or email us talk at wdws.com sometime here during the course of the morning going to tell you about a couple of school stories that i found interesting i think uh, you may have an opinion on that and um We'll tell you about a couple other things. The anniversary of a big TV show you remember well. That's in uh, today in history as we uh, continue here on a Thursday at the end of May. But uh, coming up, we're going to talk about the uh, Spalding Park. Been around uh, quite a while. It's going to undergo uh, quite a transformation here. We'll talk about that next. Take your phone calls, emails, and texts. After this, time out. <laughs> Penny for Your Thoughts continues here as we uh, move along on this Thursday, the last day of May. We are talking about parks here for a couple of minutes. Spalding Park transformation getting underway with some groundbreaking today coming up at one thirty. And uh, Chelsea Norton is with the Champagne Park District, joins us here for a couple of minutes. Hey, Chelsea, how are you?
3: Hi, I'm great. How are you doing today? Good.
1: You got your shovel ready? Uh, yes,
3: absolutely. <laughs> the golden shovel, right? That's
1: yeah. Now, do you get, do you do that, or does Joe do that?
3: You know, I think Joe's going to take it over this time. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll let him try it out.
1: <laughs> well, this is a big day, uh, Spalding Park. For people that don't, I mean, most people know that have been around a while, but for maybe new people, where is Spaulding Park exactly?
3: Yeah, Spalding Park is in North Champaign yeah. off of Harris Avenue.
1: Okay, right there by Franklin Middle School, right?
6: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, tell us what's going to happen You've got groundbreaking at 1.30. Uh, this is a big project, right? And it's a kind of a combination of the park district and, and Unit 4, right?
3: Yes, absolutely. It's, it's definitely a partnership with Unit 4 School District, um, part of their referendum, uh, and part, you know, part of the Keep Central Central movement, too. Um, so it's a really neat opportunity to continue to develop a park and to partner together and, and bring some new amenities Uh, to the public, which is really neat. So, yeah, groundbreaking is today at 1.30. Um, Construction, I mean, this project really has been in the making for about a year now as far as planning goes and everything. So it's very exciting to see it, you know, get started, finally get started uh, here today at 1.30. Um, So we're expecting to start construction on a new competition field that will be for Central High School. Um, in addition to practice field, they will also be building a uh, locker room, concession building, some batting cages. Um, the tennis courts will remain open, so that's, that's kind of nice. There are some amenities that will still be open during construction, as well as um, the playground and skate park will still be open.
1: Okay, so that's going to stay open. Um, but the, for the field itself, this is for uh, what Central and, and Franklin to use, right? I mean, this is fully, fully complete with everything they need.
3: That's right, yeah. It's a turf, uh, turf field. It will be lit. It will be really amazing. A, a really nice competition field for them. Um, and then the practice field, too, will be open to the public. Um, we're also going to see a new pathway system through the park, uh, which is something I'm very excited about. Usually path and trails, that's one of the top priorities for residents. So this project has kind of created this really neat opportunity to really improve the path system through Spalding Park because currently, um, it doesn't, the, currently the path doesn't really go through the park in this way. So you're going to see winding paths so you can get to all the different amenities, and we're also adding lights um, to the pathway. So it'll be a really nice place to take a walk.
1: Yeah, that's always a, the thing people are, I think, concerned about time, is lighting, right? I mean, lighting's a big deal to a lot of people
3: really is yes the basketball court um so we're redoing the basketball court as well so that will be closed for the summer unfortunately which stinks because this is a a big time that people love to get out and play um but the new court will be really nice and that will have led lights as well so we're really excited to have that opportunity
1: chelsea norton with us here for a couple of minutes from the champaign park district groundbreaking today at spaulding park at 130 and it's kind of a uh, juncture between the uh, park district and unit four schools now uh the other big note for the weekend is Hessel Park is a hundred years old this weekend, that's right?
3: right? <laughs> it's so fun. We're going to throw a birthday party for a park. That's kind of unique, right?
1: <laughs> well, tell me about that.
3: Yeah, so the park turns one hundred this year. Um, that's it was dedicated in nineteen twenty-one. Uh, I'm sorry, nineteen eighteen. That mm-hmm. would not be one. <laughs> I'm thinking of the Virginia Theater. You're right. Yeah. Soon, um, but yeah, and and it was. Given to us in 1918, we're throwing a birthday party um, Saturday, so there will be a concert in the park from 2 to 5. We'll have inflatables, music, face paintings, some giveaways, even little birthday cupcakes. So it's going to be a really neat opportunity to kind of highlight the history of that park and to just let everyone know, hey, come out and celebrate with us.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because uh, when that park was uh, dedicated in 1918, developed by the Civil Works Administration, it was sitting out in farm fields, basically.
3: Yeah, I think that's a really interesting thing to think about. That someone really had the the forward-thinking abilities to be able to say, "Hey, you know, I think we should save some green space here um, before homes were even around it. I mean, the homes mm-hmm. didn't come till you know years after."
1: Yeah. So that's a hassle. That'll be from two to five on Saturday, so uh, people can check that out and. Uh that's always been one of my favorite parks at Hessel. So, uh, Uh,
3: you know, we're also used as an opportunity to be the grand opening of the the new splash pad there. Okay. So, speaking of park developments, we've had a lot of work done at Hessel over the last couple of years. Um, new playground that's been out, you know, for a year and a half now, but the splash pad, um, is brand new. We just opened it last weekend. Kids are already, you know, going crazy for it. And we do have a new restroom facility at Hessel park too. So that's, you know, hmm. kind of a nice sanity there
1: well there's a lot going on so the groundbreaking at spalding which and when will the spalding work be done will that be next spring or
3: that's right we're yeah. estimating spring 2019 and i should also note too that we already planned on doing a new playground there so um you can also expect a new playground at spalding park in spring 2019
1: hmm. all right well very good anything else we need to know i think we've about covered it but um
3: uh, no, I think I yeah. think you're right. That covers it. We just hope that people can come out and celebrate us with us either at Spalding today at 1:30 or at Hessel Park uh, this Saturday afternoon.
1: All right. Hey, Chelsea. Thank you.
3: Thank you so much.
1: Appreciate it. Have a great day. You too. Okay. That's uh, Chelsea Norton with the uh, Champaign Park District talking about uh, Spalding Park, the uh, transformation of that, and the project includes the renovation of a practice baseball field, the construction of a new competition baseball field to be used by the Central High and Franklin Middle School teams. The uh, compet- competition baseball field will be fully fenced, synthetic turf infield, dugouts and bullpens for both home and visiting teams. The field to be fully lighted. Batting cages, security cameras, bleachers will seat 200 people. So all of that going on as part of the uh, combination there, a joint project, Champagne Unit 4 and the Champagne Park District. And a couple of notes on Hessel Park. Uh, With that birthday party for them, 100 years old for Hessel Park. How big is Hessel Park? Just uh, found this interesting. Uh, 22 acres, 58 species of trees. I don't know if you've ever counted the trees at Hessel Park, but there are 338 of them. And a third of those are dedicated to someone in the community. And there is 0.6 mile of paths through Hessel Park. And some of that's fairly uh, recent addition. But uh, happy birthday to Hessel Park. Uh, The Hessel Land Company, uh, the offices for that company, were located in downtown Champaign in the building that now houses Jupiters. And Hessel self-published an urban planning book in 1917 titled The Destiny of a City. This is in 1917. Think about that. World War I, basically, at the time. The park was dedicated in 1918, developed 12 years later by the Civil Works Administration. It was originally situated among farm fields. The adjacent neighborhoods began developing in the 1940s. The area was not fully developed until the 1960s, all around Hessel Park. All right, let's go back to the phones here. 948, good morning to Gene. Hey, Jean.
7: How are you, Brian? Good. I just wanted to tell you. I think you're. I'm glad you got the job to replace uh, Mr. Turpin. I think you're a great radio personality, and I was glad to see you get the job. I don't know anybody more qualified.
1: <laughs> well, you're very kind to say that.
7: <laughs> hey, uh, I got a question, Brian. Do you have? Do you have any relation around b Um,
1: around Bement. I maybe uh, some distant, but I did oh, not, well, not 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 direct.
7: There used to be a ma- uh, man and woman that were uh, elementary uh, school teachers, and be man, mm-hmm. I didn't know you were relation to them or not.
1: Yeah, do you have their first name?
7: Well, one of them was Mabel. Mabel, okay. Mabel Barnhart, okay. And I, I forget what uh, his name was, but they <laughs> had a boy and me.
1: Okay. Yeah, there's there's a few of us with the last name that are around, and and sometimes I run into people that were uh, my my uh, dad's father passed away before I was born, my grandfather. Uh-huh. And there's Where some
7: you grew up, in Tolona
1: Yeah, just west of town there.
7: Oh, I yeah. see.
1: By the fishing okay. lake.
7: Well, I just wanted to tell you, you do a great job, and I'm always, uh, I'd you as a radio personality.
1: Well, thank you, Gene. You've made my day. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you, sir. Bye. All right. We are at nine fifty. Penny for your thoughts. News stock, fourteen hundred DWS. Just uh, working our way here through a Thursday at the end of May. Tomorrow's June one, huh? Where did May go? Woo. And it got hot, didn't it? Uh let's go to Richard. Hey Richard,
8: good morning. Hi, Brian. Good morning. Uh I know you oftentimes speak uh even though they're one of your uh, sponsors. Um Beef House. Have you ever been to the Courier Cafe in downtown Urbana? Oh,
1: yeah. Yep. It's okay, been a while, okay, yeah, that's but that's... Se- several times, yeah, over the years. But,
8: yeah, I i voted for them again. Uh, I never was able to vote for them because I wasn't a subscriber to the News Gazette years ago, but they've had a long, long history of success. The same owner for over 30 years. And uh, in fact, I talked to him, oh, uh, well, I don't know, a month or so ago. I said, you need to talk to Doug Altenberger. You know what he said? Who's that? <laughs> I said, oh, he's a famous basketball player for the university. I said he's coming down to the uh, Champagne area, investing in businesses. I said he should buy your your restaurant because it's so, you know, popular among students. And anyway, wow. I just wanted because I, I I really love the place and
1: uh, just, I hope
8: it doesn't close. Oh you know, no! I,
1: well, I, that's of course the old newspaper offices, right?
8: Yes, right. Yep. In fact, I used to go there as a carrier. Oh, is that right? I had to turn my my, my money in. Okay. okay, thanks, Brian. Thank
1: you. I appreciate it, Richard. Yeah, one of the things I like there is just looking up at the ceiling, just the old-style ceilings. When you go to an old building in downtown Urbana or downtown Champaign and just look up, and uh, I don't know how to describe the roofs, but they're just uh, the ceiling is just very unique, and I like old buildings like that. A lot of great restaurants around there are and a lot of historic ones and it'd be interesting to see how many restaurants there actually are i'm sure jane deluce or somebody has that number but there's a bunch in this town we got plenty to choose from i think 952 here at uh, dws and we'll take a quick break we'll come back with more open line conversation what's on your mind today On this Thursday morning, Friday's not far behind, kind of a short work week. We've talked with Mary Schenck a little bit this hour about uh, her day in federal court yesterday with a strange case. You can read about that in the News Gazette. We've talked a little bit about the parks with Spalding and the groundbreaking, the transformation there, and then Hessel Park's birthday as well. So covered a lot of ground, a lot of different areas. We can hear from you here for the uh, rest of the morning up until 11 o'clock. Back after this. Any for your thoughts on this Thursday, Brian Barnhart with you. How are you doing today? 356-9397. That's how you can join us on the phone lines today. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 3515357. Got a couple of uh, school stories I'll start the next hour with. Having to do with something I think you will like, I think, and something you probably won't (laughs) involving schools. But I'll uh, I'll share that with him. We'll get your uh, your comments on that in the uh, next hour. Uh, also, the NBA final start tonight, Golden State versus Cleveland. For the fourth straight year, Golden State will have the home court advantage. Of course, they won the title last year. It's the first time in NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, or NHL history that the same teams are meeting four straight times. In the championship round. Now, the Buffalo Bills made it to four straight Super Bowls, but it was some different opponents along the way. All right, nine fifty-seven. Let's go to Brian. Good morning.
9: Hello, Brian. Hey, what's up, Brian? I've got some uh, vacation ideas for people out there this summer.
1: All right, give me a couple in a couple of minutes.
9: Okay, uh, the Illinois Railway Museum in Union, Illinois. The first weekend of July, I believe it is, has a trolley days where they activate the tracks up there and they've got the old inner urbans and stuff running around up there that you can ride. And those things are, uh, they're awful cool to ride in. I I was up there one year and it was 100 degrees and I, you know, they take you down the track outdoors, um, run you four or five miles out of town. It's pretty cool.
1: Okay. And where is that again?
9: It's in Union, Illinois. Union, okay. And also, uh, the have you heard of the Volo Auto Museum? Volo, V-O-L-O? V-O-L-O, yes. I don't
1: know if I have it's or not.
9: A, it's up around there. They have a whole museum full of antique cars, hmm. and it's indoors. It's air-conditioned, and you can buy any car that's in there. Really? Yeah. And that's... And it's that's... A re- really... That's in, uh, I think it's in Bolo. Oh, okay. But it's it's west of Chicago, and it's a really cool place. They've got some uh, all the old Batmobiles in there and the Beverly Hillbillies jalopy. But uh, if you see a car you like, you can uh, take it home with you.
1: Wow, for the right price, huh?
9: For the right price, (laughs) yeah. But (laughs) there's some real deals in there, Brian. I, I couldn't believe it.
1: Well, good. Those are two great ideas. Well, thank you, Brian. Yeah,
9: so... Anybody wants to ride the inner urban, they go up there at that museum and uh, take a ride into the past.
1: All right. Hey, thanks, Brian. mm mm-hmm. Appreciate the phone call. We're approaching the news here at ten o'clock on WDWS, Champaign Urbana. Was checking to see real quick. The uh, Cardinals, Cubs, and White Sox all lost yesterday. We'll try to get back on track today. All right, more to come. Second hour straight ahead, WDWS Champagne urbana It's 10 o'clock.
0: It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217 351 5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. Hour number two. Any
1: for your thoughts? News Talk 1400. Glad you're with us wherever you might be listening today. I know people listen in various uh, places, cars, homes, gardens, streaming, locally, nationally, around the world. So we appreciate you being with us. You can send us your texts and emails, of course, from anywhere. You can call us, 356-9397. Text line uh, was very busy yesterday. Three five one five three five seven, and you can email us. Talk at wdws. dot com. Talked a little bit with Mary Schenk in the first hour. If you're joining us late, about the uh, case in federal court yesterday, uh, just a strange case involving um, all kinds of things. You just have to read about it; <laughs> it's there. But we visited with her uh, early in the first hour. Also talked about the groundbreaking at Spaulding Park at uh, in the afternoon today at 1.30, and then uh, Hessel Park celebrating 100th uh, birthday this weekend. If you have any comments you'd like to throw in here, we have an open line going uh, most of this hour. So feel free to join us in any one of the uh, typical ways here. A couple of uh, school stories I talked about just before the news at the top of the hour. Uh, one you may think, yeah, that's a pretty good idea. Another one you may think, that's not a good idea. But uh, here you go. The first one, a Texas kindergarten teacher, Ashley Coston taylor has for 18 years had her students begin each day by shaking hands and greeting each other. Told the Fort Worth Star-Telegram it teaches them good manners and that, quote, that someone is on their side. Taylor posted a video on Facebook last week that went viral showing your kindergarten students at the elementary school lining up to shake a classmate's hand, every day one student acts as a greeter and stands at the classroom door. The other kids line up to give him or her a handshake and say good morning before going into class. That same video showed that some students also hugged the little boy who was the greeter that day, that particular day. And in a caption with the video, the teacher wrote, when I see the direction the world is heading, it reminds me that it, of what I am doing will make a difference. And uh, she said the school shootings have been a real eye-opener for her. Maybe, she says, if some of those kids had felt like someone was on their side, things would have happened differently. I understand there are lots of factors that play into those situations, but uh, what if, you know? So anyway, that's a kindergarten teacher uh, down in Texas. Students begin each day shaking hands. They have a greeter at the door, and uh, some of them uh, get hugged. So I don't know what you think of that, but that's kind of interesting. The other one is out of New York. It says a school district just outside of New York City says it is considering a proposal from two fifth graders to get rid of homework. The fifth graders are Christopher DeLeon and Nikil Keeley at Farley Elementary School in Stony Point. Say they decided to petition for a homework ban due to stress from homework. <laughs> WNBC TV reports the district was already considering how to rethink homework for district students, saying they agreed with the students' points. An assistant superintendent said uh, Wednesday that officials are trying to rethink homework to make it more beneficial for students. The uh, district is considering several options, one of which would allow parents to ask for homework for their children. And again, this is in Stony Point, New York, just outside of New York. School officials hope to have a new homework policy ready to go for the next school year. So I don't know what you uh, think of all that. But uh, interesting, one from Texas involving handshaking for kindergartners. The other, proposal to get rid of homework from uh, two fifth graders. And the school district says, uh, eh, we're kind of looking at that. Three five six nine three nine seven. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling text line 3515357, and email us talk at WDWS.com. We may have had some teachers just uh, pass out when they heard that. I don't know. So what do you think? If you've been an educator or a teacher, uh, is that a good idea? Is that a bad idea? Is that a really bad idea? I don't know. Email in from Dan. Uh, he says it's sad to say, but when I heard the news this morning that lawmakers were all happy and everyone worked together on the new budget, I couldn't help but think they must have got all their big raises and pork projects put into the new budget—only one billion dollars more than last year. That's from Dan. Well, I'm just uh, whatever it is. Uh, if the if the governor uh, seems to indicate he hasn't said officially yet, but he seems to indicate that he would uh, sign it, and the vote was so overwhelming. That even if he decided he didn't like it, and he vetoed it, it would probably get over. I mean, it'd be overridden pretty easily. So the Senate voted yesterday; only had two no votes. The House scheduled to vote uh, looks like today. So it may be uh, all set for the next fiscal year, ten sixteen here at DWs. Trump administration. Uh, you heard this from CBS News at the top of the hour. Trump administration is announcing tariffs on steel and aluminum imports from the. European Union, Canada, and Mexico. The move sure to raise worries of a trade war with American allies. The Commerce Secretary, Wilbur Ross, says there'll be a 25% tariff on imported steel, 10% tariff on imported aluminum. President Trump had announced the tariffs in March, but the U.S. granted exemptions to the EU, Canada, Mexico, and other U.S. allies. Ross says talks with Canada and Mexico over the North American Free Trade Agreement are taking longer than we had hoped. He says negotiations with Europe have uh, made some uh, progress, but not enough to merit an exemption. So that's the latest on the uh, tariff news, the tariff front. Let's go back to the phones here at 1017. Good morning to Ray. Good morning,
10: Brian. This is Ray Cummings. Listen, I want to ask you a question. Can you imagine bye bye many years ago not being told he can't give homework? <laughs>
1: no, I can't
10: <laughs> uh, well, you probably hear every Italian word that was ever invented. oh my he, goodness
1: he <laughs> well he, I mean, as well, you know as you know, he didn't have not only homework he made us do those notebooks where you had oh, yeah. to, you had to replicate everything that was the homework, show your work, it had to be neat where he could read it, or you flunked that was that was tough. Huh? Oh, yeah. And, but you know what? I,
10: I've talked to a lot of people, and they said they don't begrudge him now because they, have, they, they go through that with a lot of other things, too, uh, especially in life. So if you don't have homework, and so you go to your job, and you're 30 years old, and you're working for a company, and you go, well, I don't do homework. I can't take this home. What you, how long do you think
1: you're going to last there? <laughs> Not very long. <laughs> Not very long.
10: Let me ask you a question. Do you have homework on your in your job right now as Absolutely. far as your broadcasting and everything like that? Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I thought. All it does is teach you responsibility.
1: Yeah, there's nothing
10: wrong with it. There's nothing
1: wrong with that.
10: Yeah, as far as I'm concerned.
1: No, I agree with you. Uh, I'm trying to remember if you gave a lot of homework. I think you did. I you gave did. I gave
10: homework. Yeah, yeah. I was told you to read the assignment, and then half of you, half of you read it, and the other looked at the Cliff Notes.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
10: I'm not saying which one you did. Wow. I, I don't know. I don't, you know I don't remember. No. Yeah. I'm going to be nice. I I, I think no, I, I, read I was just, it. I, well, yeah, he probably did, yeah. with your knowledge and everything. But I was just sitting and listening to the program going like, what? Yeah. No homework? Yeah. Stress? Yeah. Oh, for crying out loud,
1: give me a break.
10: <laughs> what are you going to do? I know. I get, yeah. get stress on the playground.
1: I know. I, I agree with you. Okay. I, all right, thanks, Ray. Right. Hey, Thank you, Brian. Yep. Talk to you later. Great Bye. to hear from you. That's um, one of my former teachers. Mr. Cummings. Yes, good to hear from, uh, it's weird, isn't it still weird as an adult to call a teacher by their first name? That is still weird to me. Anyway, uh, Cindy, good morning, Cindy.
8: Hello.
11: There's no click.
6: It's weird. Oh, okay.
11: Well, Well, um, I kind of have to totally disagree on this issue, but to an extent, I think there's a balance. And um, I think you have children about the age of my children. It seemed like perhaps not in Mr. Cummings' generation or even our generation, but um, when our children went to school, it was, you know, busy bees to start and, you know, the park district just to get a little acclimation. They wanted more and more. And we we just couldn't believe you they're supposed to know their alphabet. I mean, I learned my alphabet, I, and I went to a Catholic school. I learned my, my alphabet in first grade, and they want them to know it before they get there. So I think there's a discrepancy between a global statement of no homework
6: mm-hmm. and
11: maybe boundaries on homework hmm. because of what they're asking for. And if you've seen your child go through grade school, you're like, this kid's in third grade. You know, he put in a full day of, of school from 8 to 3 o'clock. You know, three hours of homework is too much.
1: Yeah. So, so maybe uh, that, maybe balance, you know, have less of it maybe or not as much. or.
11: Yeah, I, I think there should be a boundary because mm-hmm. teachers don't exactly ask each other how much homework did you give. And um, I think there is validity to the fact that because they're bringing it up. I brought it up 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. But they uh, are bringing it up and putting it on the table, and I think you can say, hey, You know, a half an hour, 45 minutes of homework is enough after a full day's work. And when you're comparing your, when the adults, like you and Mr. Cummings, were just comparing your jobs Mm -hmm. to a five and six year old, it's, I mean, I'm not trying to be rude. It's just, it's not the same. Mm -hmm. That was then, this is now. (laughs) And if you have a six year old who has, a lot of homework, it does not correlate to a professional who is, you know, in their 30s and got to bring home
6: some yeah, work.
1: Yeah, that's not a bad point. I think probably what he was and what we were talking about was the, um, the fact that I had to use my time wisely because I have to prepare for, and I do call it homework, uh, I have to prepare for my ball games. It takes me several hours to do that. Uh, but the skills to learn to do that, that I had a deadline, I had to get that in by tomorrow morning, um, I think did help me.
11: Oh, I agree. That's why, but, but there's a finite amount of skill production and then overdoing it to the point that Mm -hmm. you can't be a kid or, uh, you know, just correlating the two. They're, they're just night and day. So, um, and a lot of times kids, I mean, I had three kids at three different sets of homework to do with them. So, um, you know. Yeah. It's also a parent's time too, but <laughs> but uh, I just feel like they put in a full day's work.
6: Yeah,
11: for a kid for a six year old. Sure. Yeah, and and, then,
1: and of course when you get and to then, and once you get to middle school, as you know, Cindy, the um, you get different teachers, so they're not necessarily all coordinating how much oh, homework yeah, yeah, each teacher is getting. I guess
11: that's kind of what I'm referring to. Yeah. Middle school got kind of ridiculous, and it was just, are you kidding me? There should be a boundary of time spent on this homework so that you can give your best to each one. Because as you know, as an adult, if you're giving too much to everybody, you're not giving what you can. Mm-hmm. So okay. I think there just should be boundaries.
1: All right. Hey, All right thank, thank you, Cindy.
11: Okay. Bye-bye.
1: Good conversation. 356-9397. Let's see. A couple of emails. I don't quite understand the There'll be a black revolution. They'll be leaving the Democratic Party in droves. I don't quite understand that text. Um let's see. From Dan, it says, It's sad to say when I heard the news this morning, talked about the budget. I did got that one uh, from Scott. He says, Brian, today, Elizabeth, I guess, reached an all-time low. Now she is praying for rain this evening so she doesn't have to go to her son's Little League game. <laughs> Well, she may have something else going on. I remember when my kids were done with Little League, I cherished those times. Typical of her, that is not going to be the case. Always enjoy your show, Scott. So, um, anyway, well, that's, you know, she may have two or three things going there. We were uh, scheduled to go to a game last night in Decatur, traveling team from Muhammad, and that got rained out. And we got some other stuff done, too. So, anyway, back to the phones. Brian, good morning.
5: Hey, how you doing, Brian? Good. Great. Uh, In response to the lady who just called, uh, you know, now she did bring up some good points, but, uh, you know, honestly, I mean, I I know I'm really old and everything, but I can remember back to kindergarten, first grade, we never got that much homework at all if we got any. And uh, I think the other caller further back in referencing the, uh, uh, kids who don't want the homework. I think he was talking more about the older kids. I mean, when you get to 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade levels, you need to start learning how to do homework and to do your stuff at home because it teaches you independent thinking, and it helps you learn the subject. But, you know, to be honest, in kindergarten, you know, when I was 5 and 6 years old, I honestly don't recall getting homework.
1: Yeah, you don't know, you know, I don't think you get a lot. I mean, I my my girls are now graduated from high school and one's in college, so I don't remember too well but i i know that in those early years kindergarten through third grade i don't think you get a lot of homework necessarily anyway
5: yeah, maybe flashcards and read a little book yeah. out of the the remember those little elementary books on reading tom dick and jane The, yeah. you'll know, see spot chase the ball i mean you may have had a couple pages there but yeah. as for real homework that didn't happen until we got older and you know then we found out we had to quit do an awful lot and actually start applying
6: or so
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it seemed like but, it was I mean, about I can't remember if it was seventh grade sixth grade they always said well watch out because now your homework load is going to go up it seemed like it was about that time
5: yeah now I do um think though I think what well, would it really help these kids you know when they do go home they have I think the main thing that would help these kids and a lot of kids don't have this, is to have a stable home environment. A good, you know, mom and dad are married. There's no fighting, yelling. uh, The kids don't have to worry about getting, you know, abused or molested or, you know, there's no alcohol and drug abuse in the homes. But there's a a steady, strong relationship at the home between mom and dad, and they're helping the kids. learn. not doing the homework for them, but actually helping the kids learn how to learn. And love those kids because I think a biggest problem our kids, a lot of our kids face today, is a lack of love and uh, discipline. Not, not, not a punishment, but actual discipline and mm-hmm. correction. There's a vast difference.
6: Oh sure. And
5: um, I, I think I think what's hurting our country the most is I think, and then, of course this isn't true of every home, but I think in a lot of homes these kids don't have a mom or a dad, and the home life is horrible. So the kid's not going to be able to learn because he's just trying not to get beat up at home by mom's boyfriend or maybe mom's nuts or or whatever. You know, there's everything varies. Mm-hmm. You
6: know. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of factors. But, uh, yeah. Oh
5: yeah, but I think that's the thing we really need to do is in our home life is turn back toward God and actually love our children and raise them and, and help them to learn how to learn.
1: All right. Hey, Brian. Thanks for the call.
5: Okay, you guys take care. Have a good one.
1: Appreciate it. Text from Julie on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Very simple. Says, good old Mr. Cummings. (laughs) All right, back to the phones. Tony, hey.
12: Hi, you had a guy call about an hour ago about Roseanne getting fired. Does he not know who she worked for? It's ABC that owns Disney. Disney owns ABC. Right. They're not going to let... I mean, the fact that he compared that to Bill Maher, Bill Maher is on HBO. Yeah. So there's a significant difference. You can say what you want on HBO. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he said that Trump's conservative, what is conservative about Donald Trump? Uh, the only thing conservative about Donald Trump is that he said in 2004 that he, if he'd run for president, he'd run as a Republican conservative because those people are gullible and believe anything he says. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only thing that's conservative about him. Yeah. I mean, you don't think that, if he got Stormy Daniels pregnant, he would have sent her to the abortion clinic. You can't fool me and tell me that it wouldn't happen because you know it would. I mean, so I just don't understand what's conservative about him. He's not a Christian. He doesn't go to church. He's had three wives. Um, he he likes to mess around with porn stars and playmates. I mean, how is that conservative? Can you answer that for me? <laughs> like well, what's conservative
1: I, about? Him? I, I I don't. It's. <laughs> I don't think conservative and liberals. I mean, uh, how many women did John Kennedy was he with? I mean, it's what. I don't don't, know. Liberals, liberal.
12: Right, but liberals are the almighty who say that's wrong. Right, like to me, a definition of a conservative is of high moral character. That's to me what a conservatives kind of believe that they are.
6: Well, would you agree with
12: that?
1: Well, there's social conservatives. There's fiscal conservatives i mean there's not there i wouldn't to lump them all in one boat is i mean i don't think that's accurate right
12: but right. do you think that trumps a conservative socially oh i fiscally?
1: i think he's socially liberal i think he's um fiscally he's, he's more he's, more of a capitalist or conservative i would think and he's more of a populist um overall right so it's
12: just i don't know. some of your callers like when Roseanne worked for ABC, yeah, they were going to pull a plug on her pretty quick because that's a very family friendly network. And they have a lot of things to protect besides Roseanne's show. Like all the people, all the families going to Disney World. And know what? Disney World don't care what color you are when you go there. They just
1: want you to go spend the money. So. Hey, Tony, I got to get to the news, but thank you, sir. Appreciate it. And uh, let's get to the news here with Michael Kaiser. We'll come back with uh, more Penny for Your Thoughts. We talked about homework a little bit thought that was an uh, interesting topic. If you're a educator, if you're just joining us, we uh, talked uh, about a, a school district outside of New York City that it's a couple of fifth graders said, hey, the homework causes stress. Uh, the school district says, hey, let's look at this. Maybe we do need to um, you know, have a different homework policy, maybe a no-homework policy. So we've heard from different people on that. Uh, we'll talk some more about that. And anything else you want to bring up after the news? Just coming out of the news, hey, if you're looking to sell a home, maybe you're looking to buy a home, a couple of people you can contact, the husband and wife team, Steve and Pam Starwald at Keller Williams. Uh, a couple of things they can help you with specifically, one, out-of-state ref- uh, referrals to agents in that state. Say you're leaving us and we're sad to see you leave, but if you do are moving to a different state, they can help you with referrals to agents in that state, particular area where you're moving to, to help out. Also, if you're maybe downsizing, maybe at a time of life where you need to do that, Pam Starwald has completed training and earned a certificate that makes her a senior real estate specialist. And so she can help you with that area. Uh, both Steve and Pam Starwald grew up in champaign Urbana. They graduated locally. They know the area here very well. So if you're moving within our community, they know the area extremely well, and they can kind of hold your hand and walk with you through this entire process, and it's a big one. Let me tell you, it's a big process to get a home, to sell a home, to buy a home. Uh, home inspection, appraisal, closings, earnest money. I mean, there's all sorts of things going on. Uh, Pam can handle your phone calls. You can call her at 239-7156, and that number will roll over to Pam's cell if uh, needed, so if she's out with a client. Steve also, of course, available. He's even helped make repairs along the way to uh, maybe help with your sales. So they're the husband and wife team. There's a lot of big groups, a lot of great realtors, but this is the husband and wife team uniquely working together as you buy and or sell your house. So give them a call, 239-7156, or if you can't remember the number, just Google Starwalt or Google Steve, Google Pam. You'll be surprised. They'll come right up on the Google page. Three five six nine three nine seven, and let's go back to the phones here quickly. To Stan, good morning, Stan.
13: Good morning, Brian. Thanks for taking my call. It's a beautiful day, and I just wish it would get up to ninety nine instead of a puny old ninety one.
1: <laughs> All right, you're in a minority there, I think. But go ahead.
13: Well, I I might be. I have a uh, a, a question a uh, 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 rather comment and then a question with a comment following it. My comment is that Donald Trump is not a populist. Donald Trump is a cod man. he knows that you can fool all of the people some of the time and some of the people all of the time, but he would if he were a populist, he would have won the popular vote, which he lost by three million people and then claimed there was eight million uh illegal votes so that Hillary won the popular vote and all that other hoo ha. So which pop- you know is a lie.
1: So populist equals popular?
13: Absolutely.
1: Okay. <laughs> I didn't know that, but okay. Uh but oh, but, yeah. if, but but if whenever you whenever you have a pop- but if you win whenever the election pop- Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
13: Whenever you have a populist idea, yeah. you yeah. match the majority of the people that you are working with.
1: Well, we, we also Trump a, lot, do that. a lot of people say we have a democracy, which we don't really. It's a constitutional no, it's a representative republic. I mean and you can only work within it's, the system. The popular it's an vote is
13: oligarchy what it is. Well it's an oligarchy. About
1: his if you uh, want to say that about his if you think that about his administration, that's you know, that's your thought. But but well, I mean the we're the,
13: we're kinda of getting we're kinda of getting off my point, but but just let me ask you this. The people that wrote the Constitution, when they first wrote it, in the state constitutions, did you have to be a landowner to be able to vote?
1: I believe you did, yeah. That's right. Yeah.
13: In other words, you had to be part of the one percenters.
1: <laughs> so the landowners have back then... We never
13: been a democracy.
1: Well, in the true sense of the word, that's right, yeah.
6: Mm-hmm.
13: Okay. Yep. Okay? Question is, my question... Oh, yeah. Uh... Can you tell me uh, which is true, a lie or a leak?
1: Which is true? Yes. A lie or a leak? Yes. (laughs) Is this a trick question? Not at all. (laughs) Okay, well, a lie is not necessarily true, and a leak could or could not be true. (laughs) How's that?
13: If, if, if what people were leaking were a lie, President Trump would simply say it's a lie and prove it. But the Trump administration, as many administrations before him, have a position in their administration that is called the assistant press secretary uh, for the news media. And that job of that person is to give what's called background information to the press uh, before the actual uh, spokesperson Does their thing. Mm -hmm. And they are always uh, part of the administration. They are almost always uh, held as a a secret contact, uh, you know, with the White House or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so consequently, whenever Donald Trump says that his assistant press secretary is leaking information and the information is true because some 50 or 60 reporters in the room heard the exact same thing, mm-hmm. where is the lie and where is the leak?
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know how to answer that, Stan. <laughs> you, you've got I me. I don't Trump,
13: know. Trump is a bad guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a con man, he's a criminal, he has uh, pled guilty to crimes, and he has uh, uh, paid massive uh settlements for his uh con man activity yep. all right so those hey. are all true too
1: hey stan i got to move but thank you sir i know <clears throat> yep bye. appreciate it yep <clears throat> excuse me three five six uh nine three nine seven i do know the uh press secretaries uh if you've ever read if you want to read an interesting press secretary book uh marlon fitzwater has a book it's been out for a long time uh, it says, call the briefing, and he was the press secretary at the end, I think, of the Reagan administration and then into the into the Bush administration. I think he was the press secretary for Vice President George H.W. Bush at one time. And uh, he talks about that press conference you see on television, and then there's also a lot of times, and, and Stan is right about this, in the sense that there are background press conferences, uh, background, uh, here's the story on background, so you have the background information to know kind of the nuances of the story. So there is that. Now, I don't know if the press secretary does that or they have a deputy, as he said, but uh, it's pretty interesting if you want to read that sometime. Hey, uh, Jen Shelby's out there. Jen Shelby.
14: Hey, Brian. How are are you? you? I'm good.
1: Good. You've got a uh, golf outing coming up, right? Courtsiders? We
14: do. I'm going to switch topics here and so crazily lighthearted compared to political discussion. (laughs) Okay. So the... The uh, women's basketball team, we do a golf outing. The Courtsiders does a golf outing to to, uh, sponsor women's basketball every year, and it's coming up June 25th, so less than a month away now.
1: And that's at Stone Creek in Urbana. It uh, is.
14: It's at Stone Creek that Monday. Um, People can start coming out at 1030 for registration. They'll have the driving range open. We'll start serving lunch at 11. Shotgun start at eleven forty-five, and then we do dinner a very fun program auction the players are there the coaches are there uh throughout the day so mm-hmm. prizes raffles 50 50 live auction the big day
1: and that'll start approximately after the golf tournament about five o'clock or depending on
14: yeah about how, five o'clock
1: how everybody's playing hopefully everybody's playing it on time but, uh well, in, yes, in, we
14: try to keep them moving, <laughs>
1: and uh does Nancy Faye play golf?
14: She does not okay um well she she can play golf, she prefers not to, but she will spend the entire day on probably we'll have her on one of the par threes, um, and she'll come up. she did it last year, we'll come up with some little contest where she participates, gets to meet everybody, get a photo. So definitely out there, but not playing around to golf. We okay. keep her sort of stationary.
1: All right, Monday, June twenty-fifth, Stone Creek in Urbana. Shotgun start eleven forty-five. Lunch on the patio at eleven. And uh, golfers, what can register one hundred twenty-five or five hundred for a foursome? Right.
14: Right. They okay. can do that. There's if you want to be an MVP, you can do a whole sponsorship. The lunch and the dinner, a foursome for six hundred. Uh, We've got sponsorship packages available from as low as $125 up to we'd love to add a major sponsor or two at $2,500. Maybe somebody jumps in this year and then sticks with us. I think it's going to be a fun program. The other neat thing we do is if you're not a golfer, but you enjoy basketball, you want to support the student athletes and the team, you can just come out for dinner. And that's $25. Um, And it's an incredible spread by Dish Passionate Cuisine.
1: Yeah, and that's a nice room upstairs there at Stone Creek. So um, that's uh, yeah, it is a great
14: big room, plenty of space. Um, Jimmy Hannigan's going to be our auctioneer again, so you know he keeps things moving. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's it's a quick evening, but it's a lot of fun, and I love the fact that we include golfers and non golfers alike in the day.
1: All right, hey Jen, uh, thank you for letting us know about that.
14: You're welcome, and if people need more information, they can email me at courtsiders at gmail dot com.
1: Okay, very good.
14: Great, Jen, thank you, Brian. Thank you, Jen. Mm-hmm.
1: Appreciate Bye-bye. it, Jen Shelby with the uh, Courtsiders Golf Outing again Monday, June twenty fifth, Stone Creek Golf Club in Urbana. You can uh, check that out. All right, Stan. Of course, uh, as he does, he draws a lot of a uh, lot of lightning. Let's see here. Ask Stan, it says, text, who came up with the superdelegates for the Electoral College. Of course, superdelegates had a big hand in helping Obama defeat Hillary Clinton when they started flipping and uh, going along. Uh, let's see here. It says, Stan, give it up. Hillary's not coming back. <laughs> okay. Uh, back to the phones. John, good morning. How are you?
5: Hey, good morning, Brian. I just wanted to ask I wonder what the Founding Fathers would think of the country now. And how rich would the bourbon be right now? Would it be Jack Daniels, Jim Bean? Or what would they drink to straighten this whole mess out?
1: The Founding Fathers? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe well, I some... know
7: they wouldn't be using, they wouldn't be using small dicky cups.
5: they yeah. probably have a bottle of
1: <laughs> Maybe it came in glass bottles back then. <laughs>
4: Hey, got right. to take. I
1: to Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Let's see here, Stan. I'd like to ask Stan what he has to say about Jesus Christ. I don't seriously disagree with his assessment of Donald Trump. And uh have Stan on uh, in the future so I can ask him about his faith. And uh says another text it says, "Wow, he gets his own show." Um I think I've covered all the texts. We'll come right back. I've got Tiny up next. And then we got a special guest as well back after this. Back on Penny for your thoughts. News talk 1400 DWS 1049 82 degrees and a couple more texts and emails in uh, Sarah we were talking about homework earlier. Uh, Sarah says I understand parents struggle with the math part of homework because the way it's taught now is foreign to them. Uh, She said, I can remember a brief time when one of my teachers had me stay in during recess to work on schoolwork. My mom had to tell her to let me have recess instead of pouring over schoolwork she wanted me to do when the others were outside, quote, letting off steam, so to speak. You know all work and no play. We're talking about this school in New York that's uh, looking at new homework policy, maybe no homework. A couple of uh, fifth graders were uh, petitioning for that. And uh, from Dan, he says, wow, Tony, uh, judge much? How about tax cuts? Is that a conservative trait? We're talking about uh, who was conservative and who was who was liberal. All right, uh, back to the phones here. To Tiny, good morning, Tiny.
4: Good morning. Good morning, Brian. Um, Donald Trump. Since I've been around, and that was before Hoover, Roosevelt was a good president. Reagan was a good president. Donald Trump is a good president. He's an American. I don't care what he does. I'm not worried about it. Every president we've had almost has not been the greatest guy in the world. They don't live like I've lived. I, I, I'm very I'm disappointed. Uh, and Stan is probably the most un-American person that ever lived. He, he can't do anything but talk about how bad America is and the president and etc he talked yesterday about uh, the nazis he compared him to the nazis well I lived through that I don't know how old Stan is he must be about 3 years old his his life experience has not been very good for him Uh, I don't like to talk about people that call in but if you're going to be that ornery and that means and that's disrespectful of this country. Uh, you're you're terrible, Sam. You're absolutely terrible. You're you're the worst I've ever heard. I like to hear people have a different opinion, but you're the same thing all the time. You're uh, talking talking about Trump, 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 Trump. That's all you need. You're like uh, Leonard Pitts and the uh, News Gazette. You know, you're 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 both alike i uh trump has done a lot of good things for this country we don't know about him because the news media don't cover him there's only one one station that covers him that's fox i'll stand up for fox any day cbs i don't even listen to the national news i listen to the local news turn on cnn they're just like stan they they, they hate trump they hate america they do anything they, they want to talk impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. Is that good for the country? No. All
1: right. Hey, I, anything I, else? I,
4: I, I should have called earlier. I, I wanted to talk about the, the, the do-nothing superintendents in the two towns have <clears throat> did nothing to protect our kids. Um, if they have, tell us about it. We need to lock down. We need cameras. We need protective police. Uh it's all, it's all so simple. Guns are not our problem. They never have been. They never will be. Idiots who use guns are our problem. Thank you very much.
1: All right. Thank you, Tiny. All right, 10-52. I'll come back with our special guest after this final break on Penny. Penny, for your thoughts on this Thursday. All right, some text in. I'm going to introduce our special guest here. Uh, Stan sounds unhappy. Wanting hotter weather is like self-flagulation. I don't know how you pronounce that? It doesn't sound right, does it? <laughs> no. Stan should take a week away from politics. Get up every morning, throw on your I'm with her shirt, pretend Hillary is president, and do research on how the country's really doing. Uh, Bill says, let your ponytail down and enjoy life. Um, is that Alan that calls in all the time about the Illini by chance? Alan Kirk. I've been trying to get a hold of him for a long time. It sounds like him. Mike in Champagne. Uh, I have a great idea for enhanced interrogation techniques. Instead of water-boring, just have Stan go to Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> and another text says, I have a suggestion for all the people that get rankled by Stan while driving my truck. I keep those Frank Sinatra station right next to WDWS and go directly to Frank. It'll calm you down. It really works. I use it for Bobby, too. So, anyway, that's all the uh, texts in on the uh, program today. All right, Marcia Silver is with us.
15: On a lighter note. On a lighter
1: note, <laughs> switching gears, I want to congratulate you because you're retiring today.
15: I am. Today's it. Cake yep. at noon. And no, you uh, came I to wasn't w- supposed to invite everybody. Uh, well, no, probably. not <laughs> not
1: everybody, but they can find us pretty easy downtown. <laughs> yeah. um, you were you started here when WDWS.
15: December of 1981.
1: And you went to work for at Mr. like Tur- I was 10.
15: <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs>
1: and you were hired. Uh, Jim Turpin hired you, right? Uh, or or did somebody else hired you. <sighs>
15: Oh gosh! Well, Connie, vote at the time they were looking for a bookkeeper, mm-hmm. so that's how I started out in bookkeeping, and then I turned into receptionist, bookkeeper, and producer of Penny for Your Thoughts. I was <laughs> going
1: to say you were the, were you the one that lined up guests for Jim? Then, right?
15: I, you know, had governors land in their helicopter on our lawn and fun stuff like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you've been here since 1981, and you've done you've been in sales though. Over the last, uh, how many, since I've known you, I think. Oh,
15: yeah. yeah. I 20-some of it or more. Yeah. yeah.
1: We're trying to think who's been with the company longer. I know Mary Schenck was with the radio. She's then moved to the she paper. She was, yeah. Uh, Dave Burns, was he, he was here at the time. He was a year
15: ahead of me, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, some of us old-timers are, well, you know, old. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, the radio, we've been at the radio building. We just moved up here in October, but... Um, the radio business has changed a lot, though, right? I mean, since it, to an extent, I mean, with technology and so forth, I guess.
15: Oh yeah. Well, this is my first time on the air in the Swank new Studio, and I, and it's been here since October. <laughs> <laughs> I've only recorded two commercials in the production room. Yeah. But. Uh, but you've, you've worked yeah.
1: with a lot of great people though over the years. I mean. Oh from yeah. Jim Manley to.
15: Jim Manley. I was just talking about Jim Manley and Lake Kenego when the. Yard flooded when it used to be the part of the radio mm-hmm. station, mm-hmm. and the next thing I know, he's got like a rowboat and he is up by the front door giving rides. <laughs> I could
1: like, I could see him doing that.
15: There were a lot of shenanigans yeah, back in the day. For sure,
1: well, a lot of great people you've worked with uh, from Jim Turpin and Manley and oh, well, the list is endless. But um,
15: yeah, a lot of great salespeople and on-air people. Jack Whitman. Yeah. Jack Whitman, yes, mm-hmm. I mean. There's so many, I can't even list yeah. them all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you've, and you've worked with a lot of great clients over the years uh, too, Well, I definitely too, too numerous s- to mention. Yeah, but.
15: I won't list all them. Yeah. Somebody might get offended. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you gonna do now? Well, I got a few projects on my uh, parents' estate. and mm-hmm. Drive my husband crazy, because he has Fridays off, so mm-hmm. uh, not anymore, Bob, by mm-hmm. the way. Honey-do list. <laughs>
1: Well, Marcia Silver, it's been great to work with you all these you years. It's been and, fun. Uh,
15: I won't miss football tailgating, though. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you helped set a lot of those up, I oh, know. Oh, boy. You spent a lot of hours at a tailgate tent. <laughs> yeah, lots of, of hours. You've got to start winning some games now. So that, that,
15: well, that, be okay. Nice. That, that, that'd be good, but I'm, I'm in, still I'm not in, doing a tent. I'm in charge of that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but you're in charge yeah, of yeah.
1: that. <laughs> well, great to have you on. Enjoy your cake Well, and your thanks. retirement. Thanks. Come and have some. I will. All right. Well, I never turn down cake. I know, right. especially
15: if it's chocolate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Marcia. Thanks, Brian. All right, thanks to all of our guests today and our phone calls and our emails. John Reed is on tomorrow, CEO and publisher of uh, News Gazette Media. Talk to you then on WDWS <laughs> Champagne Urbana.